Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Kenyan Gunas podcast with me Omar Bashir and Ahmed Banafa Ahmed good morning good afternoon to you both of those huh <laughs> good afternoon Omar uh, how are you doing today i am fine i'm good uh, yeah just a bit busy but i'm doing good how are you doing how's mombasa I'm okay man it's it's really really hot out here <laughs> I I wish I had your Nairobi weather yeah it's it's, it's been funny because it's, it's sort of sunny and then if when it reaches like 6 7 it starts raining that's so nice mm. at least you have that option of that cool you know yeah yeah I'm, yeah yeah I'm, absolutely I'm literally baking right now I'm sweating so much <laughs> it's so bad the heat is bad Well, I wish I was there. Sorry about that. The dogs are seem to be complaining about the heat. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, Arsenal had a match on Saturday, I believe it was a long time ago, against Manchester City, away from home at the Etihad. Um, and at 1-0, um, lots of... Uh, stuff to 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 dig into in terms of the performance the game the results um i just like to start with team news what did you think about the team news once it came out um with the lineups the exceptions in the team who was in who was out what what did you think about that well um when the lineups came out i was actually kind of happy because i think that's what we wanted to see um Uh, holding for Luis I think that was uh, maybe uh, due to the fact that uh, Luis sort of had a horror show maybe last season in the same fixture mm. um so I understood that but uh, as we know holding had an injury uh, just pretty much in in the warm up and Luis had to come in so that was still fine um and um I think everything else was okay. Uh, we expected William to start on the left, Aubameyang on the uh, in the middle, Pepe on the right. I think when we saw the lineup that's what we, most of Arsenal fans thought because of uh, what had happened in that uh, I think 20 30 minute spell in against Sheffield. So it, it was it looked exciting on on face value uh, just having seen the lineup. Yeah the William thing is interesting um uh I just talked about it after the game said it was a tactical uh, uh tactical decision that he made to play him in the middle but uh there's a there's a clip doing around on Twitter showing um how ineffective I think or how that sort of move sort of failed no no um you misunderstand my mm. point was we expected William yeah, to yeah. start on the yeah, left where, so I we were okay with that yeah i completely then, understand that i was just uh, yeah. progressing the discussion to how it happened in the game 
because um, uh, okay, once we saw like the first five minutes, we saw okay, William is playing in the middle. I said, okay, yeah. fine, this is interesting. Let's see how this will work. <laughs> and but, I remember asking you. Hmm. You remember on WhatsApp? I remember asking you, what's William doing in the middle? Why, why is Obama not there? <laughs> Yeah, I've, I mean, I was at that point, I think the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, okay, fine, William's playing there. Maybe we're going to have sort of like a V where William will be a bit deep and then uh, Obama and Pepe will be running from out to in from wide position. So we have like a, a V shape in terms of the, the forward line. And I was, I was... It will be like a false nine kind of play. Yeah, William. yeah, yeah. That kind of play. And then he obviously has the pass. He can, he can dribble with the ball so it would be more effective for him going through the middle so i felt that would be that in theory it made sense but then you would see most of the time he was the father of the most most uh, forward player forward, at the time yeah. um and i didn't understand that also as well him being forward he didn't make the right the right uh, runs um there's a clip i was uh, i was talking about it uh, there was a clip doing rounds on twitter uh, explaining how uh, ineffective his his role in that position was where there were great opportunities for him to break the line and to run beyond the the, the defenders and he mm-hmm. basically stood his line because that's not his natural game to run beyond players he's a player who likes to receive the ball to pass the ball he's the one to mm-hmm. look for the pass so him playing there sort of trapped us in that sort of zone where we couldn't really do anything and we ended up losing possession in most of those situations. So I felt that in that particular, the William, uh, shall I say, experiment sort of failed in this game. But I think with other, you look at the lineup, I think I was I was pretty happy with pretty much everything. I think Rapolding has been very good uh, this season. He's performed ex- exceptionally well. At a point, I remember he was being touted as going to leave. He's managed to convince Mikel Arteta and convince a lot of Arsenal fans as well. His performances have been top draw. And I think his injury will will come at a bad time for us where we have a lot of games and his quality, I think, will be needed. So, um, But I, I felt also Luis came in the game. He had a decent game. He had an okay game. Didn't do a lot of nonsense. He was pretty much steady. Um, but I think uh, the I think holding is rumored to be out for I mean, two to three weeks. I don't know. So that's basically him out until maybe the next uh, international break. I'm not so sure. But uh, I'll be. Uh, um, basically, when the lineup came out, I was I was pretty confident as well. Um, uh, but I have to say, I think City started very well. City started very well. Um, the they also adopted a very interesting system um, where I think it was um, Sterling was sort of drifting and had a sort of a central creative role in the absence of Kevin De Bruyne. We had uh, Mares who was holding the, the, the width from the right-hand side. And then there was a sort Foden of... Foden on the left. Foden was on the left. And then I think we had... Uh, Aguero doing sort of like the Abameyang or the Henry role where he was coming from out to in. When they had possession in the mid third of the of the pitch, he was out on the left hand side. And once they progressed it into the final third, you'd see him quickly dart into the box. 
So I thought it was sort of clever as well from them, um, but I don't think any of those systems basically work comparing the William thing and what he did with with Aguero. I don't think any of them worked in the, during the game, um, but it was basically a tactical battle. How yeah. how do you, you you see the first 15, 20 minutes? How how what what would you view on that? Um, yeah, it's basically what you've said for most of it. Um, the William thing was definitely a tactical overthink uh, from Arteta's part. Mm. I think uh, maybe he wanted to take them off guard, maybe do it, uh, by doing something different. You know, uh, we're used to seeing Lacazette and Nketiah. We know what they do through the middle. So maybe, you know, he thought he'd switch it up on Pep uh, just a bit. But uh, it didn't work. So that changed pretty quickly. We saw um, as the game progressed from our point, uh, we saw uh, William uh, moving away from that central position, leaving Obama Yang to make some runs through there maybe and uh, go on the right sometimes to support Pepe and he would go on the left sometimes to support uh, Saka. Mm. He kind of ended up having more of a free role instead of a fixed position which was uh, also quite interesting to see. Um, from City's point of view, we know they start fa- fast. Um, we expected that. I think I told you <laughs> that uh, we might con- we will concede first, and uh, that actually happened around the 20th minute, mm. was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, their goal came from the left, our right, their left, uh, I think uh, Bellerin switched off for just a second and they punished him for that. Um, he, Bellerin failed to track to track back and we had the shot. Aguero got a shot away, rebounded into Sterling's path. path and um, yeah, the goal came from a rebound. They, there's not much even Leno could do. I mean, uh, maybe if Luis steps up to block that shot, maybe but uh, it's something that just happens you know uh, city can be very quick with the ball and uh, they took uh, advantage of our small lapse in concentration i would say and they punished us very quickly for it Um, but after that i think uh, our game progressed the way we pretty much know we can be we were very defensive we closed down most of their channels they didn't have uh, that many efforts uh, on goal, I would say. I think Leno had a pretty quiet game overall after the first maybe 30, 40 minutes. Mm. Um, our best play came in the... Our best period of play came in towards the end of the first half um, where this is what happened when uh, William now started moving away from that central role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, which is not what Arteta had planned, for sure. Um, yeah, so when Obama moved down the middle, we started getting more possession, we started getting more efforts on goal. And uh, I think we, fi- we finished that half uh, pretty much the stronger team, I would say. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a tactical battle. And in that first half, I think we were, I would say we were unlucky with the goal. Uh, but uh, yeah, we didn't take our chances, so we finished one nil down in that first half. Yeah, I think in the first half, just go back to the city goal. I think um, 
the role of Riyad Mahrez is, is very underplayed. I think he takes a fantastic touch. And then his pass into, I think it was, what was it? Passed into, I don't know. He passed to, I think it was Bernardo Silva. It was in the middle of the pack. It was a brilliant pass, great weight uh, on the ball. His touch, I think, to keep it away from Tierney and then the pass into Bernardo Silva, which sets the whole thing off because they bypassed the press. I think was uh, very, very, those two moments, I think, were very, very important in terms of them getting into a very advanced position for them to create that opportunity. I think once they get to the box, I think you can now start to pick, I think you can say, oh, Bellerin should have done this, they should have done that. I actually was sort of critical on Leno. I think he should punch it wider, rather he... You should punch it wider than rather into into back into the danger area. Mm. I think maybe that's something he needs to improve. I don't know. Maybe I'm just nitpicking here. Uh, but we go one nil down. Mm. And as you said, our best period came just before the half, maybe after 10 minutes goal. before the half, after the shift mm. from a bang into the middle. And because of that, I talked about the video of William running in, in, in behind. I think mm. Obama Yang was doing that. So when... when, yeah. when uh, somebody or your forward runs beyond the, the defensive line, the defense in itself is forced to retreat, which probably gives you an extra five, 10 yards in the midfield and will give more space to the likes of Saka, who now then shown in, the, in, the, in, those, in that period, he really shown, he, get, he got some few opportunities. He was dribbling at the defense as well. So I think, um, it's something to think about as well, something to think about because Lacazette as well is not somebody who will run beyond. He's the one who also likes to receive the ball. I think if you play Oba there, he, he will tend to run beyond the keeper, run beyond, I mean, run beyond the, the defender and that will create more space into the midfield. So I think that was a very interesting thing. Um, and I think it's maybe something that Mikel Arteta would like to look to improve as the season goes by, because I think that's the, for me, another avenue of creating chances for this team. Mm, yeah, for sure. I think uh, uh, you spoke about Saka and now the period of play when Aubameyang is uh, down the middle. Um, I think Saka can really cement that position as his own. Uh, if he keeps playing the way he has been over the past few game weeks for Arsenal, mm. I think uh, he'll be a very, very important player. I think he's really, really showing his qualities and uh, what he can do with the ball. I think against City, even though uh, City have that uh, technical prowess over us, I think Saka really stood out and uh, the kind the kind of movements he was making, the uh, kind of uh, passes he was playing, uh, he managed to get really uh, two really good shots away on goal. And I think uh, they were our best efforts. Uh, uh, there's another Obama young one mm-hmm. when he was played in by Pepe after some good work from uh, Shaka. And uh, it was called out for offside, which it wasn't. But uh, had he finished that, of course, it would have been checked by VAR. And it would have counted. Yeah, it would have counted. Um, so, yeah, that was unfortunate, I think. Yeah, uh, as well, we I think he... To... Obama yeah. had... Um, if you remember in the semi-final of the FA Cup, he had something similar to that, where he got it first time and hit it straight at the keeper. 
I don't know if you remember that. It's sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Um, he didn't really. I don't think he looked at the keeper, looked at his position. He just said, "I'm in a good position. I'm going to strike it." I think maybe if it takes a bit of time to to look at his surroundings where he is, I think maybe he could have scored that. Um, um, he didn't really have a lot of time, you know. Yeah, uh, Ake was already moving back, and uh, Ruben Diaz was already there with to him for the yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a bit of a snapshot, but uh, usually he bur- he bur- he buries those. So yeah. um, he's been a bit of okay. I wouldn't say his uh, his numbers have dropped off because we aren't really creating that much for him. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I would say <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, people I've seen uh, some people say he's uh, he's dropped off since he signed the contract. You know, after the Fulham game, um, that's really, I think, more down to the team not creating as much, rather than Obama himself not being as good or him having dropped off. Yeah, what yeah. Do you say to that? Yeah, I think I think you're you're spot on with that. I think he he's not been really being found in areas where you'd want him to be found. I think when he normally receives the ball, he's normally out wide next to the touchline, next to the halfway line when he's receiving the ball. That's not really where you want Aubameyang to receive the ball. You want him to receive the ball. In the final third, where he can affect the game in terms of his goal creation and his goal scoring. So I think that's something uh, we really need to look. I think that also comes out with the um, sort of where the squad is in terms of we were not really sure who's going to be in, who's going to be out. So we were doing a lot of uh, changes. We have El Neni there. We'll have William playing one day. We'll have Pepe playing the other. So there was no cohesive system and structure, especially offensively towards you know creation of that. Where I think now that with the transfer window closed, with the squad closed, which we'll talk about. Um, I think now uh, we'll sort of see like a, a similar system that will try to bring the best out of our best player and our captain. So I expect to see that uh, that his numbers will improve. Also, another thing on a positive spin to that, I think it's also good that, you know, Aubameyang is not scoring, but we've seen other pairs come up and score. We've seen Lacazette, he's been in a good run. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's been in a good run, scored a couple of goals. Pepe scored uh, last week. Um, Saka scored so as Saka. well. Yeah. Uh, and so has a couple of goals. Yeah, and Ketty has scored a couple of goals. So it's good to see that. Uh, I think one of my biggest uh, concerns with the team last year is that there were goals coming from very few sources. So I think it's nice to see that. What I, what I would like to see is is more goals from midfield. I don't know whether we're going to get that from not. I'd like to see more from. Sabios, whether it's goals or assists, basically any sort of goal contributions we can get from but him, I think it would be. The thing is, yeah. the thing is, it's still not enough. Do you know, mm. I mean, if if you look at if you look at it comparatively, um, in the top half of the table, um, we have I think the fewest goals scored, if I'm not wrong. We, we have the least. Yeah. Only West Brom have created less chances, bro. Yeah, we nineteenth <laughs> in chances created. Yeah, uh, we low on goals scored in the top half of the table. Um, so I don't know. I I feel like that's now where we need to improve drastically. Which, which Absolutely. is 
weird change for Arsenal. You know, we've never really had a problem scoring goals. Our problem has been in defence, and this time it's completely turned around. Uh, I think we have now one of the best defences. We're second after Aston Villa. And uh, I don't know. I just find it very strange now that uh, the roles have reversed completely. I think as well, it, it, it points towards how we, we actually were pursuing uh, Husama War in the transfer window. Because I think Ateta knew that this pro team has a problem in terms of chance creation. Um, yeah, yeah. We really don't have that person who can create from the midfield areas. Uh, who can also release uh, the wingers apart from the striker, release the likes of Pepe and give them more scoring opportunities and bring more goals into the team. So I think that's why they were trying to bring in um War. They couldn't, so they brought the other piece who they thought they would bring in next year. I'm, I'm speaking now hypothetically. Um, that I think their plan was basically bringing Hussamawar. He's the one that we need right now. We can survive without uh, Thomas Partey because I think defensively we are, we are okay. Uh, but I think now he, they said, okay, we can bring in what? Let's use the money now to get in Partey. Then the money that we'll have in the summer, we can bring in Hosamawar. I think for me, that's the plan now. But I think chance creation, I think, is a very, very big, big issue in yeah. this team. There's not a lot of creativity, especially in that midfield. Um, uh, I think Sabios has this season, especially. I think mm -hmm. he's increased in his progression of the ball. His his um, his vision, I think, is being amplified now. I think last year we were seeing more of him in a defensive setup where he was uh, very good in terms of his pressing, his mm -hmm. tackling, his interceptions. I think they were very very good. I think now I think Ateta is asking him to create more. And I think yeah. with the addition of Thomas Party, I think we'll see a creative uh, side of uh, Sebas, which we really haven't seen at Arsenal. Uh, so I expect uh, maybe that to be, I think the creation should sort of come from him and as well yeah. Bukayo Saka. I think those are the ones who I think creation will be at the maximum. I think those will be our creative forces uh, this season. Whether that will be enough for us to get into the top four, I don't know. But uh, if we can keep, I think we, we've conceded the least amount of goals, but I, I would like us to see, I'd like us to keep more Second clean piece. sheets. I'd like us to keep more Second clean sheets. amount of goals after Aston Villa. Aston yeah. Villa is an anomaly this season. Yeah, it's an anomaly. It's an anomaly. I completely agree. <laughs> but I'd like us to, I think like, for example, the Sheffield game, I think we could have, you know, gotten a clean sheet there. Yeah, I kept it. Uh, but that uh, well was... Uh, freak goal we conceded. You know we don't concede uh, those usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there I mean, was the yeah. West Ham game. The West Ham game is looking like good win now, isn't it? Yeah, it is good value mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. I mean yeah. uh, they've troubled. Uh, who have they? Uh, uh, definitely the neighbors uh, Spurs <laughs> down the road. Uh, <laughs> you know this is so else? funny, yeah. We uh -huh. the game was what on Sunday, yeah. So we were I was remember I was watching it with my brother. No, not actually watching, we just managed okay, let's we were we happened to pass by the channel where they were showing yeah. the game and we saw it was three, I think it was sixty something, you know. What the hell is yeah. this man? This West Ham they're disturbing everybody and then they come to Tottenham and they just you know <laughs> you know, let them in. So I was you, pretty you know really what? upset. You know and what? the funny thing uh, 
after the game, after I, I, I didn't even check the full time score, I didn't bother. And there was this buzz, you know, like, oh, you've seen what's happened, what's happened, what's going on? And then you see the the three three. It was just, it was incredible. <laughs> it was, it was incredible. You know and, what happened with me was, I actually, you know, uh, they had a that. Really interested in watching West Ham because they've been a good side, and I wanted to see them, you know, disturb Spurs at least maybe get a, uh, an upset against them. Mm. But when I saw the scoreline, was like uh, it's already three nil, twenty. You know, uh, the, the game is done. You know, uh, there's no point watching now. Yeah. <laughs> and then same as you, uh, towards the end, uh, I mean, after after the game had finished, I see oh. Spurs drew 3-3 and it was after Bale had come on to make his uh, second coming. <laughs> it, it was just poetic. You know, it, it's, it's uh, the history of the, of the Tottenham. Oh my goodness, that's my favorite video right now. <laughs> well, any, the way they bottled it, you know, just just uh, it's almost I, I would say predictable, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, also, I also like I also like how uh, they were three 0 up. I think with twenty minutes in, uh, there was talk of of them being no. chanted. there was talk of them oh, being oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. title contenders. You know, Liverpool mm-hmm. have lost Van Dijk, Man City not looking as stable as they normally do. They were saying, oh, you know, mm-hmm. they could they could actually touch for this. And I like that how that talk just quickly <laughs> dissipated very very quickly. I'm completely pleased about that. So screw Tottenham and screw everything that is, done. Isn't there, uh, isn't there a video of uh, Spurs fans doing yeah, the same thing? Yeah, yeah. There's the doing the, the that thing. The, the couple of Spurs fans having done it live. Why would you do that if you're? Tottenham and then Lanzini just scores a belter of a goal. You know, it was just amazing <laughs> the way they just bottled it. Just. Well, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. Though, however, I'm not one for praising Tottenham. Mm. You know me, but I think the forward line is very, 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 very serious. I think. Um, sorry, you have. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they have been looking at serious. Kane, Son, I think Bale. I saw what I saw from him and the the, the cameo that he made. I think he looks very sharp. We know Bale is a world class player. Uh, he proved yeah. that at Real Madrid time and time again. So I think uh, that would be, I think Spurs, I think the result, the result is sort of, um, you know, it's funny, it's funny to, to laugh at, but I think as a team, I think they look, they look stronger than they were last year. I think that's what I'd say. I think uh, defensively, I think with Dyer in there, I think Dyer for me is the big, um, the big player for them in, in that defense. I think everybody else is just a joke. I think we have uh, Ori, I think is right back and then left back this year on the regular and I don't know whoever they put there. I don't think it's good mm. enough. I think Dyer seems transformed under under Mourinho. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It'll depend on, I think, but it just depends. I think in terms of top four, I'm, I'm looking at us in terms of what we want to do. I think if we focus on ourselves, and how we perform week in week out, I think we can we can for sure make top four. Yeah, um, talking about this, uh, you know, for us, I think we might get 
get into top four. Uh, and the thing is, we don't need to actually, you know, consistently beat these top sides. Mm. That only comes if we're, you know, uh, if we're on the next stage of our progression. Yeah. Um, as of right now, what I want to see from us is uh, how we we should be consistently beating the smaller teams, you know, the yeah. figuratively smaller teams. Uh, now, uh, we, ta- we should be turning the results. And uh, I think if you look at it uh, from this point of view, at this stage uh, last season uh, with similar games, we actually have four more points already having turned two draws into wins comparatively yeah. last season to this season. So mm. that's already a good sign, you know? Yeah. Um, the Sheffield game last season, we drew 1-1 at home. This time we won. And uh, uh, we played Fulham, which we compared to Norwich last season, where we mm. drew, and this time we won comfortably. Yeah. So that that's actually my thing. If we turn those into wins, uh, we will be up there in the in in the top four, and that that's actually a good sign right now. Yeah, yeah, I've said it before. I think uh, on the podcast, I think beating the small teams is what gets into the top four. I think Chelsea were good at that. Uh, that's what basically got them in there. Man United as well. Uh, towards the close end of the season, they really really went through. The small teams, and that's what basically got them into that top four. Um, so I think, yeah. and Arsene Wenger used to do it for so many years. I mean, we used to lose to the big yeah. teams, but whenever the small teams came around, we used to, you know, score past them. So I think that's integral for us in terms of getting to top four. So, yeah. um, uh, anything else from the, the second half was a bit uh, nonchalant. It was just there. I think the. We tried to control the game, uh, just try to limit uh, what Man City could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't really that much to talk about as uh, yeah. neither team really created anything. Yeah. Uh, party came on towards the end. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good on the ball. Um, it was interesting. He was on a bit of set-piece duty. Shows that uh, he's got a technical ability that I, I didn't know he was a set-piece taker. So I think that could uh, that could help us. Um, it could help us uh, in our um, set pieces. Talking about set pieces, mm. Louise. What's with Louise taking these free kicks? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> the last time he scored, I don't know, was fourteen thirty two BC. So, <laughs> so I just think that he he needs to. I think they're more. Qualified players I think there's William now, there's Pepe there. I think yeah. just leave it to those two, let them they have better I think chances. He, he should, the, the team should just talk to him and tell him no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. We'll he's, see about he's a part. Yeah, <laughs> much. let him focus on defending. Yeah, let him do that. Um, and yeah, I think the game finished 1 0. Uh, yeah, I think those are, there was a sense uh, of. Um, Missed opportunity, I think, uh, sort of the feeling where people were disappointed that we didn't actually go for it in the second half. We could have, you know, put in an extra forward player. We could have, you know, taken a bit of chance, you know. Uh, but I think overall it was it was an okay game. It was very tactical. I think one nil in terms of where we are at as a team, I think isn't so bad. But I think as well, I can't, you know, 
look past the feeling that we have a missed opportunity because I think that we created much, much more than against Liverpool. I think against Liverpool, I think we were completely played off the park. I think Liverpool totally deserved the win. I think in this one, I feel like we should have we at least scored a goal. Think, with at least a draw. Yeah, yeah, because I think they didn't create much, Man City. Um, and we created uh, a few chances we should have scored. And I think Arteta pointed out post-match, he said, uh, when you get chances in their box, you have to score because when they get chances in your box, they will score. And that's exactly what they did. So I think it's something we need to learn about yeah. uh, moving forward. Yeah. Um, I think that's it in terms of the game. Uh, I would like to see it now, Atata, with the party in the squad, maybe be a bit more, you know, with the shackles off, with the handbreak off, as Wenga used to say. Mm. Um, just try and uh, a bit more freedom, you know, going forward. Just he, he, we can see that he already has drilled into this team how to defend. And there's already this very strong structure that uh, we've been seeing now week in, week out. Uh, whenever we lose the ball, we tend to come back in, fall back deeper. Uh, you see the lines, I mean, the shape of the. So, good him to uh, kind of, you know, move on to the next stage, which is now just take a bit more risk with the, uh, with the play, you know, just move the ball forward quicker. Uh, that's what I want to see coming uh, into the next games, especially now we're, we're going to be facing uh, Leicester and Manu, who play uh, some fast-paced football. And if we play the way we have been playing, um, if we sit back, I think uh, it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I think we it's a step in the right direction, and hopefully, we'll be able to get uh, where we want to get very soon, very quickly, so that we can get excited about it. Not that we excite, not excited about it now, but um, I think that's the general consensus about uh, the progression of the team. So I think we should leave it there for part one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I don't have anything else to to add. Okay, then. We will come back to part two right after this. Welcome back to part two of the Kenyan Gunas podcast. Follow us on our various social media sites on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Kenya Gunas Pod. Right, Ahmed, uh, questions from the listeners? Yes. Yes, um, I have one question from uh, at Ndirangu Daniel on Twitter. At mm. Ndirangu Daniel underscore from Twitter. Um, he's asking, has time proved Unai right in not playing Mesut Ozil? Um, <laughs> le- uh, I'll let you take that one. Um, maybe I can chime in later, but uh, you start. What do you think? Has Unai has time proved Unai right? Um, I first of all, um, I don't think this is a decision that has been made either by Unai or Mikel Arteta. I think this is a decision that is made above them um, because. I feel, of course, we don't know exactly why Ozil is being left out of the team because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to have a player of that quality 
whatever problems that he may have, not to have him even uh, in the squad because I think the 25-man squad for the Premier League was released uh, last night, I think, was it? And yes. He, yes, it was. he is not in it. The Europa League squad was released a couple of weeks ago. He's not in it. So he's basically not going to play anything until January at the very least. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all because well, we don't have the full picture. So there must have been something. I don't think it's anything to do with the squad. I don't think it's anything about his attitude or his, his performance in training. I don't think it's anything to do with that because he was playing, he played, he, he, play, he started and played all of Mikel Arteta's games before lockdown. So whatever, yes. whatever, so I don't think Mikel Arteta doesn't rate him anything. He, he was asked the question on his, um, his first interview as an Arsenal, Arsenal manager. Um, he was asked mm-hmm. about Ozil and he said Ozil is a very important player for him. He needs to get the right structure around him so that he can be able to create for the team because that's what he's, he's one of the best, if not the best in the world in terms of chance creation. And we need to mm. you know, have him in this position. So I don't think his opinion on, Mikel, on Mesut Ozil, the player, has changed. I don't think so. I think it's about something that we do not know about um, has happened. Let me... Uh, at this point, at this juncture, let me now jump on this. Um, do you think it's uh, purely financial that uh, Ozil is not playing, that uh, Arsenal might want to save maybe uh, money by him not playing because we recently learned about his uh, performance-related bonuses and uh, his appearance uh, bonuses as well? <laughs> Um, yeah, but if Ozil uh, plays well, you know it's good for the team. So I, 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 I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't. I think that's that's a reason maybe to keep us talking. I think that's been. I think it's something that the the Arsenal side of this sort of have leaked that up because that those sort of numbers, those sort of figures, uh, a journalist just doesn't have to. Pass by them in the in the in the tube in the morning when he's going to work. And, oh, these are figures from <laughs> Mr. Rose's contract. I'll put them in my latest. Uh, I think this is something that he has been given by somebody in this uh, group, um, most likely from the Arsenal side, that uh, he has uh, you know performance-related bonuses and appearance bonuses and goal appearance bonuses and assist bonuses and so on and so forth. So I think. It's that's I, I don't think that's it because if Ozil plays well, if Ozil gets gives our three assists, scores two goals, will you be talking about how much you have to pay him or how important he is for the team? You know, I don't, I don't, I, I think, mean, that's, I think that's so uh, you, you don't think it's purely financial. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think so. Okay, it might be, okay, it might be, yeah. but then Arsenal just spent because... 45 million pounds on Thomas Partey. And they're paying him over two hundred thousand pounds a week. So I don't think it's anything to do with the money. I think, I think it's something that we do not know that is very, very monumental that Arsenal do not want mm. to put him in the team. And I think it's even beyond Mikel Arteta. That's what well, I think. Um, that's what I think. Then, if that's the case, then I, I don't know because what what I was thinking was. 
Um, we've recently also seen Arsenal having uh, the redundancies that they made, uh, some um, uh, staff cuts, uh, also having released Ganosaurus because of uh, no ink, I mean, no fund revenue. So um, they're not really making enough right now. Mm. So it, I thought it could be because when Ozil was uh, left out, it was only after the pandemic had hit and we had come back as as you said he started every game when the fans were there with Ateta and then immediately after this pandemic hit and uh, after lockdown we we come back and he's not there anymore so yeah. it might be it might not be the only thing but it might be one of the okay, things it might be a thing so, but then again i remember when the redundancies were made the statement that was released they said we are focusing now all our funds and all our you know um, financial strength on bettering mm-hmm. the team so if you have ozil ozil performing in the team week in week out aren't you mm-hmm. doing exactly that so that line of thinking sort of reverts or is opposite to what they said because if ozil is performing week in week out mm-hmm. i don't think anybody would have an issue if he got bonuses, mm-hmm. if Ozil is giving two so, assists every game, <laughs> every game he has an assist or he has a goal or mm. he, he's, he's involved in a, in a goal or a chance, you know, oh. which, which right now is what we really, really need. I don't think a lot of people would really look into what he's being paid in bonuses. So I think it's, I'm, I'm not saying that's not a reason. I think it is a reason. Um, mm-hmm. But it's is is it enough of a reason to omit him from the squad list? I think that's the thing. I think you can have Ozil in the squad. Maybe not play a lot of games. You can play a couple of games. Uh, if 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 your issue is about how much you're gonna pay him, maybe you play him in mm-hmm. maybe maybe some Europa League games, or you play him in some Carabao Cup games. But not to have him in any of the squad lists at all. I think it goes beyond that. I think there's something in behind yeah, all something of this definitely. that we do not know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I tweeted about this last night. I think the Arsenal fans deserve an explanation yes. from all of this. And I hope, hopefully, Arteta will be pushed. In I don't know. I think he's having a presser today. Um, I think obviously it will come up. I just want to see that the this, the, um, the line of questioning or the the method or the manner on which the question will be asked about Ozil, because um, if uh, they need to be asked in terms of a fan's point of view, I think the fans need to know what's going on, because basically they do not know what's going on. Um, and I think that's why we're having this discussion. If, 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 if a statement or he came out or Edu or whoever came on and said, look, Ozil is not in the team because of A, B, C, D, then I think we could put it at rest because he only, I think he said in the Europa League squad, he said Ozil is out on tactical reasons. And I, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that at all. You cannot have somebody of Mesut Ozil's quality out on tactical reasons. Not want to play him. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think it's something beyond that. And um, the club really needs to sort this out. I think it's, it's yeah. not good for them. Uh, in terms of PR, because right now I think the club is in a very positive mood. Uh, we are very, the fans are very happy with what Mikel Arteta is doing, and we're very excited. 
about the prospect, what he could do in the future. And I think this sort of like a, a, a dark cloud hanging on the side. I think we need to get rid of it and get rid of it fast. Yeah, so uh, for the question, I don't think. Um, so does, does time prove Onai right in not playing him? Or do you think it's there's more to it? Maybe Onai was misusing him and... Uh, as I said, as I said... Used him. As I said, uh, I don't think this decision was Unai's in the first place. And I don't think this decision is Mikel Arteta's. So I think this is a decision from the club. I think the club from a, a while back saw so so this happen. And I think what we're having now, something must have happened before Lokon. Because even before that, they still didn't want him in the team. They still wanted to sell him, but he was still playing. Yeah. Uh, he was still playing, he was still involved in the team, but I think something must have happened to aggr- aggravate the situation. I think what we're seeing now is, I don't think it's one single thing. I think it's some yeah. things that have happened in behind closed doors that have aggravated the situation into where it is right now. So, I don't know, maybe somebody will write a book about it and then we have to know about it. So. <laughs> Because if, 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 if Arsene Wenger can come out and say it's a waste, you know, and we know yeah. Arsene Wenger's uh, relation with the hierarchy right now at the yes. club, I think it points towards something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, at this point, we're just speculating, but I think it's, it's not really good for us. Yeah, definitely it's not good for us. And as you said, the sooner it gets resolved, the better for everyone involved. Mm. Um, okay. Thank um, you. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ndirangu. Daniel Ndirangu for your question. All right. Uh, another question uh, on Twitter from Abdurrahman at, Abdur- at A underscore Hussein 15. He says, How do you feel about the other team's results this weekend? Um, good. Uh, not, not all good, but some good. Mm. Um, we, uh, Chelsea drew. Mm. That's that's good for us. Um, Spurs <laughs> drew in in very fantastic fashion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Manu won. Uh, I think I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, but they started off poorly, so uh, I think we'll see them in the long term. I think we have to see about that. We're facing them soon uh, as well. I think yeah. Yeah, we are in our next two Premier League game weeks. So mm. Leicester and then Manu. Um, who else played? That's our direct rival. Leicester? What happened with Leicester? They lost, I think, 3 nil or something. Did they it? lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, they lost to Aston Villa 1-0. Nil. 3 nil was the last week. So. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think it was a pretty decent weekend for us, given that we also dropped points, uh, that uh, the other teams who are our direct rivals also lost points. That, yeah, that's, yeah. I think uh, really I good. completely agree. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Keeps us in a good position. I think now we need to, I think, uh, that we're in the difficult bit of the what we were talking about. I think we started with the Liverpool game. We lost that one. Then yeah. now the Man City when we've lost that one as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's not really going according to but, plan. 
So hopefully, I no, think... No, but we, we have been playing them away and our team is yeah. still kind of finding itself. You know, uh, I think as well, those you are look the at two, things in context... Yeah, those are the two difficult, most difficult places to go. So I think I'm very happy that we're done with those. Right? Yeah. We're not going to Chelsea, we're not going to Anfield. Yeah. Having said that, I think we're playing <laughs> Man City again in the Carabao Cup, so fantastic. And then as well, I think <laughs> we're going to Old Trafford, yeah? Yes, we are going to. So those are three big so, teams away from home, um, and that's good. I like to have. I like. I re, I like. How I like the fixtures to be planned out is that we have. Get them out of the way. I like the away. No, no. Uh, the away games first. Yeah. I like playing. I prefer to play Anfield, Etihad, um, you know, Old Trafford, uh, Stamford Bridge, whatever away from home and then maybe towards the closing of the season we're home we're at the Emirates I think then we have a better chance but when uh, having said that do you remember the last time that we played at Spurs Stadium first it's been, it's been quite a while because we always play at the Emirates oh, yeah first. yeah it has yeah is that the same case this season I have no idea I'm not too sure <laughs> the game is still a ways off so I'm not too sure mm. That's also as well. Yeah, this season will be more important because I think maybe, hopefully, depending on how the situation is around the world, there could be a vaccine of the of the of the COVID nineteen. So maybe by the time those home fixtures come around, you know, there could be fans we'll in the stadium. Fans. So it's mm. it's better to have fans in our stadium than to have fans in their stadium. So. <laughs> I was looking at it from that point of view. Look at you being hopeful. Look at you being hopeful, Omar. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. So I think we're gonna lose against Leicester. So <laughs> it, it so happens like that, anyway. But uh, I think it was a good. Uh, I mean, despite us losing, I think it was good that uh, most of the teams around us also dropped points. That totally helps. Yeah, yeah definitely, one hundred percent. I'm with you on that. Yeah, uh, looking at the table right now, we're not too bad off. I think, we, uh, as we said, maybe just improve a bit on the goal side of things, and we we should be okay. Uh, otherwise, I think we're we're fine right now where we are. Yeah, we, we just keep on looking uh, forward. We've had a decent start the season. Um, we've won games, mm, seven games to win, only two losses. Yeah, we've won games that we expected to win. Um, the ones we've lost, I think you'd have, if you told anybody that we're going to lose them, nobody would have been surprised. Um, so I think for me, as you said, as we said in the first part of the show, that the ones that we're supposed to win are the ones that uh, the team was so-called lesser sides. I think those are the ones we need to focus on so far. We faced West Ham, we faced Fulham, and we've won those games. So I think that's yeah. progress. Um, I'm looking forward to Leicester as well. I think I think they're not in a in a good way. I think they, they beat Man City five something, five two. But uh, again, but they're not really looking good. Was, They've lost their last two games. Win. They've lost their last two games, so they're not really looking looking in a, in a good way. So, um, having said that, I think they're gonna have a great performance at Emirates. Hopefully, you know, I do think that the Leicester win against Man City was just blown out of proportion because yeah. people. There were three penalties. Two, but they game. don't look at three penalties. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we do stand a chance to win against Leicester and I'm looking forward to that. Back to winning ways. Um, let's talk about tomorrow. 
tomorrow I'm looking at the fixtures because I have no idea who we're facing. I can't believe we're in this competition again. Rapid VN. We're playing Rapid VN. Rapid VN. Is it home away? Away. Oh, so we're traveling. <sighs> um, yeah. I, look, I just want to see... Um, I'd like to see Pate. I think oh, he can play... Really? I think, this soon? Hmm? Uh... This soon, I, uh, would we just maybe wait to use him against Leicester? No, I think uh, this is a perfect game for him to come in because um, it's against a lesser opponent. We'll probably have more of the ball, so we'll have more time to actually get to know how we have, I mean, how we progress with the ball. I think it would be important for him. I think it's an easy game for him to come in, I think. It mm-hmm. makes sense. If I was the manager, I would, I would put him in this game. Although I do understand your, your line of thinking that you want to have him fit and ready for the Leicester game. I don't think he'll play the whole game. Maybe play it up to the mm. 70th minute or something like that. Then maybe somebody yeah, else yeah. will come on. Yeah. Like so Joe Willock and, and uh, whoever playing in midfield, I think uh, we'll get a chance as well. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a game for Thomas Partey. It's a game for Runason. I think Runason will play as well. We'll start. I'd like to see the look of him because I've basically never seen him play. So Saliba, maybe? Saliba is not in the Real League squad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, so but like, uh, isn't he under 21? So he can he, see the I don't know. He, you know, he wasn't put in the squad because he was thought he was going to go out alone. That didn't work. I just have to say the way that this whole situation has been handled has been really poor on Arsenal's side, I think. They're not managing his career so far as well as we'd have thought uh, they could have because everybody who has seen him um, knows the quality of play that he has. I, I saw him in a preseason friendly. I don't know who he played against. He was absolutely excellent. And then for that to turn around and say he's not ready and then not to include him in the squad at all, I don't know. I think there's something else going on. Of course... There's personal issues which he's dealing with. Uh, but I don't know. The whole Saliba situation is sort of strange. But he was he's in the the in the, the Premier League squad, the under twenty one, because he's an under twenty one, so he's been listed in that one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's good. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's not in he's, he's not gonna play in the Europa League, so that's kind of unfortunate. That would have been perfect, perfect opportunity for him to play. I think if he was in the squad, he would have played. So then also bearing in mind, we have injuries there. So I think we'll see David Luiz play. Um, we played on Saturday, right? So maybe we'll see even Gabriel play. I think maybe Tierney will get a rest. We'll see Kolasinac. Um, I think we'll see Partey. We will see... Nelson, Shaka, Shaka. Nketiah. I think we'll see Nketiah as well. So it'll be a strongish team. Yeah, we might see Pepe as well. Um, I don't think we'll see Saka. I think Saka will be rested for this one. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting to see. I think we'll have a strongish team. Uh, a team, I think, a team good enough to win the game. Uh, that's for certain. And uh, yeah. to see your Europa League uh, uh, campaign of the flyer. The faster we can qualify, the better. And then um, we can see what happens after that. So, yeah. What are you expecting from the game? Uh, yeah, I think uh, a win would be good. Um, uh, those young players, I think. I think Nelson has had a bit of a raw deal. I think the times he's played has he's been very good. Uh, I'd like to see more of him, maybe featuring in the Premier League squad. Uh, maybe uh, for William, but uh, for now I, I would like to see him in the Europa League. Maybe he can uh, give Ateta a thinker, you know, uh, with a good performance. Mm. Uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that's it. There's not really much to say. I don't know much about our opponents. <laughs> uh, I think Europa from where we are, yeah. <laughs> From where we are also, I, I don't think we, we can't talk much about them. Um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, uh, no team news as of no team news as of recording, so we can't really talk about who is fit and who's not. Uh, so that's that. So I don't know, was anybody I mean there's um the Premier League did testing this week, I think eight cases came out positive. Interesting to see if there's any Arsenal player in there. Um, I doubt it. I think they would have announced. I think they would have announced. Yeah, but they're having the press conference today and the team news today, so I think that's when it would be said. Okay. okay. I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm not sure. I'm just speculating at this point. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to discuss before we close off? Um, not really. I think we've covered much of what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have much else to say for now. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for the listeners to tuning in to this week's episode of the Kenyan Goodness Podcast. Thank you to Ahmed for spending time with us uh, to record this podcast. Uh, we will see you after the Leicester game on Sunday. That will be probably on Monday or Tuesday next week. So cheers guys, Kwahiri. Cheers.